0: All right, let's start the episode. Three, two, one. Hello, and you are listening to Gala Mopri. I am,
1: as always, Lanny, and joined, as always, by Buffy. Say hello. Hello. Any new updates? Um, or any on the children. Kids? How are the children of the world? Are they learning? Uh,
2: I feel like the children have a crippling TikTok addic- addiction. I think you might be
1: right. And I think who can blame them?
2: That's true. I also uh, am a child. Are you with wa- a also
0: addiction? watching Subway Surfers compilations and also Family Guy funny compilations and also ice cream making tutorials? And the same you saw the that too.: same
2: video. I saw it too <laughs> Okay, but why did I see that on my for you page? Why was that on my
0: I mean, algorithm? Twi- Twitter is definitely judging you, but it was also judging me because
1: that was also where I saw it. I think <laughs> either I think either it, it's some it'll
0: break us mentally. Like the human race, we will degenerate into just completely addicted creatures, or we will ascend to machines of perfect logic. And there is no in-between.
2: True.
0: So that is the future of mankind. Let us see the past of mankind. Well, last three episodes we've been doing have all kind of had the same theme,
1: which is like, what if there was a guy who did something weird? And that's a decent... Imagine, if you will, if a, guy a guy who's dead now. But he was alive back
0: then and he did some weird shit. And that's what we've been doing so far. But I want to expand a little. Don't be confused. This is another weird guy. We are doing a very weird guy. We did some weird shit, but
1: next it's episode, Again. it's going to be like actual history work. So too comfortable with, with, uh, quirked up white boys. This is the last one we're oh, going to be getting for a while, <laughs> at least for another two episodes, maybe more. I'll see how it goes. You ready to jump in? Hell yeah. What do you know about the Thirty Years' War? The Thirty Years War? Yep. Um next to nothing. Okay, so 17th century, specifically Germany,
0: consisted of the Holy Roman Empire, which is what it was called. It was nominally ruled from Vienna by the Habsburgs. But in fact, it was a bunch of independent uh, principalities, city-states, duchies, margravates, uh, archbishoprics, whatever kind of random municipalities you can think of. There was at least one of those. And it had been this way for centuries. Now, the empire was, as the name implies, claimed to be the successor to Rome. Like there was there was the new Roman Emperor. Basically, so, um, there was a document, the Donation of Constantine, which said the Emperor Constantine basically gave his empire to the Pope. Like said, left let the empire to the Pope in his in his will, and then the Pope just gives it to this other German guy. So now he's the Roman empire, per Theory, That's you know, like the, the the foundational myth of this whole project. But and, and so the empire was elective. We had a council of seven nobles. I think three of them were archbishops and four of them were powerful noblemen. And this was the... Uh, but in practice, it had always been the Archduke of Austria who had actually been
1: the emperor for the last like 400 years. And the three noble titles are I assume I can remember the bottom right of my head. We have Bohemia, the Austria, uh, the Palatinate, and Brandenburg. Now, uh, yeah. And so these four guys and some archbishops, they're the emperor. But
0: uh, the this is also during the early period of the, of the formation,
1: where I like cap the German princes split off from the pope and became protestant and and this is a lot to dump like but I'll, i promise we'll get to the perked up shit later I'm willing to wait i'm yes. i'm listening <laughs> just check. yeah this is you can skip ahead a few seconds if
0: you like know what's going on but uh yeah anyway the Emperor of Austria, the Archduke of Austria, who was also the Holy Roman Emperor, was also the King of Bohemia, which is now the Czech Republic. And, but the and he the Emperor was very Catholic. He was a staunch Catholic. But the King of but the Bohemia was majority Protestant. The elect, the noblemen, the estates of Bohemia were Protestant, and so they didn't like being ruled by a king who was, you know, a Catholic, a German, and not even living in Bohemia.
2: And doesn't even have bitches.
0: He has zero bitches. Okay, maybe like one bitch, but...
2: Which is basically zero bitches.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I think that, yeah, that's how it works. It's a, log- it's a logarithmic scale.
2: Exactly.
1: And so, in 1618
0: the Bohemian Estates stage a coup in Prague and throw the Imperial Ambassadors out the window into a pile of shit. This is known as the Defenestration of Prague. Well, the first Defenestration of Prague, there were three.
1: They were quite fond of throwing people out of windows. But now, and they declare Bohemia Independent
0: of the Austria, but now they need a new king. And so they decide that they're just going to, instead of like, hiring one of their own, one of the Bohemian noblemen, they are going to get one of the uh, German princes, one of the other uh, Protestant nobility of the empire, to come and become the, the new king of Bohemia. And they eventually choose
1: Frederick V, the Elector Palatine. The elector of the Palatinate, that is. Who will now control two electorate
0: titles and will theoretically be able to vote out. Austria doesn't have this, so immediately they invade Bohemia. Half the Protestant, well, the nobility, uh, which is Protestant, joins in against or in favor of the Austrians, I should say. And uh, so
1: now we have a huge, giant civil war on the empire. That's its war. And now, for the fun stuff. When Frederick arrived in Prague, he his wife was
0: already pregnant with their third son, who was born on December seventeenth, sixteen ninety. He is named uh, Rupert, but we know him in English as Rupert. Rupert. Yes, Rupert.
2: Our our boy of the day is named Rupert.
0: He is named Rupert. And he will become... Well, I, I, I'll i show you, because I can't really describe him right now.
1: He becomes king... So, he, he had become king
0: three months earlier. But Bohemia was losing the war. In November of 1620, uh, they get their ass kicked. And the... Imperial army rolls over Bohemia. And so Frederick and his family start evacuating and they're all panicking and they're running around the palace looking for everything. And the maids are all running around too, collecting all their clothing and all their equipment. And they leave on carriages. And it's at the last moment, they realize they forgot something. They forgot Rupert. He was at this point eight months old, eight months old. They just left him on the couch, and it wasn't until they were already pat, like leaving the palace, the last carriage was rolling out the gates, that he realized, didn't we have another son? But uh, fortunately for all of them, one of the servants noticed, and so he picked up Rupert, ran to the uh, window, and threw him out the window, onto one of the carriages. You were
2: hitting he- the of throwing people out the windows.
1: Yeah, they just threw an 80-month-old baby out of the window, and that was the guy they liked. And so, his family has to flee to the Hague, which is in the Netherlands, which is also having a long-standing war with
0: Austria, the 80 Years' War, so they're about 50 years in to
1: already fighting another generation-long war. So he grows up into the Netherlands, and there's not much to say other than he had really bad
0: vibes. He was apparently like a mischievous little scamp who got into fights and uh hunts and all these things, and he gets the nicknamed Rupert the Devil by his maids for just you know being a rowdy little scamp.
1: Damn.
2: The Devil.
0: Rupert the Devil. That was certainly called him. And this is like 1630 by this point. So the, the the devil was like this this is like the height of the European witch panic, which we'll come oh back to God. later. They so they're like this child
2: the, was a maniac.
0: This child is fucking insane.
2: You know the um guy we talked about who faked his own death, allegedly?
0: Allegedly, yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, I feel like he was kind of a closet sociopath. Um, the, the game of like throwing your sword or whatever. I forget what it's called.
0: Oh yeah. The little knife. Yeah. yeah. The little Marlon Spike. And like. <laughs> Marlon
2: Spike. Yes. Yeah.
0: Marlon Spike. I think like that name in Russia, was a, team.
2: was a good, uh, indicator that this person was a closet
0: sociopath. Did I um, think about his favorite game though?
2: I I think you might have. What was his favorite game? It, it
0: was it was a game. It was a pretty simple game. It involved uh, you get
1: a stick and you get a chicken, and then you hit the chicken with the stick. Oh my god! Uh, but, children,
2: children of this era were wild.
0: Oh yeah, they had just have the worst vibes. Is uh, <laughs> now I'm starting to see a different reason why like half of them died in childbirth. <laughs> childbirth. Okay, so then. Rupert has a couple uh, family tragedies. First of all, his older brother is killed in a boating accident. And then his father goes in the Thirty Years' War. He joins the army of uh, King Gustavus Adolphus of Sweden, who is uh, in a rare feat in Swedish history. His regal name is Gustav II, and he is the second king of Sweden named Gustav. So good for him. They just got tired of that old shit and gave him a new name. Anyway, but he ends up getting into a huge fight with Gustav, leaves for the Netherlands, and on the way back dies of a fever. And then Gustav is killed in battle later that same year. So now, uh, Rupert's family is left without a, you know, without a wealthy supporter. Actually, no, that's a lie. They had a wealthy supporter. Oh, did I forget to mention um, his mother, Elizabeth? Also happened to be the older sister of Charles
1: I, the king of England. So they had one wealthy benefactor, the King of England. It helps It helps. So his mother doesn't like does So in a time of general European war, uh, Rupert wants to do his part. So he joins the army at the age of 12. His mother, you might expect his mother does not want this 12-year-old
0: to join the army. But she actually is a huge supporter of this move. She says, he cannot too soon be a soldier. So she loves this. She's like, ah, oh, my little man going off to war. My old 12-year-old boy. He's 12 years old, but apparently he's had a group growth spurt because now he is also uh, 6'4". Imagine...
1: You're on a battlefield, and you see a six, a a twelve-year-old, who is
0: also six foot four, just charging at you with a sword. What do you do? Imagine you, if you will, you are a Catholic in the war, in the Thirty Years' War, and you see a twelve-year-old who is six foot four charging
1: at you on a giant with a lance. What do you do? Uh, I turn the other direction
2: i say okay guys we're done
1: yeah apparently he was also pretty
0: good at doing all that because at 15 he gets promoted to um bodyguard
1: his great uncle but he is also of noble stock and so at 17 he goes off to england
0: to raise money for an invasion of the Platinate. And he sends, and he's actually like goes around like crowdfunding this invasion of Germany among England. His uncle, the king, sends out like town criers Hey, give a 17 year old money so we can invade Germany.
2: Please help this little boy.
0: Help this little boy. He's lost and he's alone, and he can only get home with his mother by
1: slots. But they're Catholics, so it's okay. It's fine. And so he ha- he actually gets a few uh, people
0: going along. He has two main allies. One, his his older brother, who is 18 years old. And two, a man by the name of William Craven, a wealthy nobleman, who also was very enthusiastic about
1: his support. The reason why he was enthusiastic about the support was because he was in love with Rupert's mother. And that's the only, that's, that's why. So imagine, yeah, that's, imagine if you will, you are an English merchant
0: and you're very wealthy and you have nothing to do with your money until one day a 17 year old approaches you and says, hello, I am Rupert. Give me. Ten pounds so I can invade Germany with my big brother and this guy, Billy the Coward who is only here because he wants to fuck my mom. How much money do you give him?
2: I give him the 10,000 pounds. Look, he's just an honest guy.
0: He's honest. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to
1: get a new dad. Give me a new dad and a kingdom.
2: I also want him to, to get him a new dad.
1: Yeah. Do you volunteer? Yes, but only so I can fuck his mom. That's fair.
0: Also, he's still nicknamed the devil. And also has blood on his hands. He
1: is now a soldier, and he has killed. And he will kill again.
2: Okay. Oh. Little baby murderer.
1: So, wait. I mean, then again, you are saying orphan, uh, uh, 15 years
0: old, Soldier, hot mom, very angry. Uh,
1: this is just Aaron Yeager.
2: That's true. This
1: is just Aaron AOT. Anyway, except instead of Titans, it's Catholics. Now you may be enemy. the real enemy. Now you may be asking, why doesn't his
0: uncle just fund the whole thing? And that's because of something. I'm going to go into a side track here. To explain uh, what's going on in England, because it will become very
1: important later. But Charles the First hated Parliament, which is bad because, first of all, Parliament
0: can only convene at this point if the King summons it, and two, the only way the King can raise taxes is to call Parliament, which he refuses to do.
2: So, how's he going to do it?
0: So he now has no taxes coming in. He is
2: broke-ass bitch.
0: He is broke because he doesn't want to make people pay taxes. But he has a few clever ideas. And I'm going to go through a few of these clever ideas. First of all, there is an ancient law on the books that says that in times of a crisis, every town in England must either build a ship or give the money to build a ship. And so he declares a time of crisis and makes people either give him money... Or give him a ship, which he can then sell for money. Another thing he does is technically there's an rule saying that all knights must present themselves to the king's coronation. And another law from like 900 AD that says that everybody who owns more than 400, no, it's, it's who makes more than 40 pounds a year from land is a knight which is due to inflation above the 900. And now you have all these knights who refuse to show up. And so he can just make them pay a fine for not showing up because of the rule he just made up. And here's my favorite one. He, because he's the loophole, he can grant monopolies, And what these monopolies he gives is soap making. He can just say one company. That's the only company in England that's legally allowed to make soap. And that's what he does. And he gives this title to the Westminster Soap Company. I think that's what it's called.
1: Only problem is, this soap company is run by a Catholic. This is very unpopular because Catholics
0: are very unpopular at the stage during the Reformation in England. And so there are riots in the streets about having to go rub yourself with soap. Made by a company, by a Catholic. There are rumors spreading. That not only will this soap, is this soap actually poisonous and can kill you, but also because you're using papist soap, you will go to hell if it will destroy your soul to use
1: this pope soap. It's literally called the popish soap. You will. Right. And then there are also some religious conflicts. Seen as by the hardcore Puritans to
0: moderate on the, the Catholic issue, his wife is a Catholic, and he hires appoints the Archbishop of Canterbury, the leader of the Anglican Church, as um, he gives it the title. to This guy Laud, who has some interesting ideas about religion, like that there should be rails in ch- altars. Which was very unpopular and caused again multiple riots because there there
1: absolutely cannot be rails at the altar. It is heresy, and you're going to hell. Also, he wants the altar, the communion table, to be
0: on the in the center, you no, know, to be the east end of the church rather than the
1: center, which is also a terrible sin, terrible heresy. So this got. Yeah. Anyway, back to Rupert. Rupert and his brother raise four thousand
0: men in Germany using the mercenary money. Most of them are mercenaries. Some of them are Swedish. Some of them are the Englishmen. Most of the English
1: soldiers also want to, speak. and this is like some grand gesture, like like a knightly errand, like an old fashioned knightly errand, you know looking out for his mom. Yeah. So this army, how long do you think this army is going to last? All right. Well, let's get our stats
2: up real quick. All right. So what are we looking at, Lanny?
1: Okay. We're looking at three leaders,
0: 18 year old boy, 17 year old boy, nickname, the devil, Mm -hmm. a guy whose nickname literally means the coward, William Craven. Billy the coward, okay. Who is just a simp, literally. Yeah. That—that's that's my fear. And about four thousand mercenaries against uh,
1: the Holy Roman Empire.
2: Okay, so if I run the numbers, um, I'd say they've got about a seventy-five percent chance.
0: Ooh, bad bad luck for them, though, because they hit that 25% and immediately
1: get destroyed as soon as they cross the border. They last about five minutes. And then... So, Rupert gets captured. Uh, Charles
0: escapes. William gets captured, too. So, basically, they'll, the entire army gets killed or
1: captured. A couple guys make it out. Hmm. His mother is horrified this news. She
0: says, basically she says it would be better if he died, because now he's in prison, and he might become a Catholic. Like, he might get seduced into Catholicism. She says, and this is the (laughs) quote, I'd rather strangle him with my own hands than let him become a Catholic.
2: My god, this guy.
1: I mean... Well, this guy's mom, rather. Yeah. Do you still want to marry her?
2: It depends on how hot she is.
1: I can find you a picture after this. I'm, actually, I'm going to send
0: you this picture. Uh,
2: Thank you. Um, We're raiding the hot mom.
0: Rating the hot mom. Oh, also, something I forgot to mention is that um, because Frederick... And Elizabeth had only reigned in Bohemia for one winter. They're also known as the Winter King and the Winter Queen. Which is some pretty I mean, it's a it's a lot cooler of a title than what they actually did. Like it seems like this raw bat. Like if you if you hear that you're getting invaded by the if you if you're spent being an Austrian soldier and you're being told you have to invade the lands of the winter king, yeah. you'd think it would be like some Narnia shit, right? right. They'd be just po- or bears. We said it's just this one random German guy
1: who <laughs> can't lead an army. Anyway. Yeah. Here we are. Thoughts? Oh, you sent it? Yeah. Alright. Smash. Nice. Wood. What? So, so it, Rupert is sent to prison in the dungeons of Linz in Austria
0: under the protection uh, what's, what shall we say wardenship of Count von Kupstein who is also a Protestant who had converted to Catholicism so they are definitely trying to you know, push him towards that direction like hey isn't that Pope guy kind of nice
2: Pretty cool
0: Yeah hey be Catholic like, we, we, you, we can have, you, we'll let you have rails in your churches if you want. We won't get pissed about that.
1: But, you know, he gets along well with his prisoner. And eventually, Rupert uh, starts dating his daughter in prison.
2: Interesting.
1: Because he's, noble,
0: he's a nobleman, he gets special privileges. Uh, he gets to go go on hunts. With, his, with the Count gets the uh, shoot. Like, they gave him a gun for the, for the hunting expeditions and target practice just,
1: like, as a form of sport. As, and uh, they play tennis. Apparently, Ripper's a really good tennis player.
0: He even gets to, like, go around on, like, day trips just running free without a, a bodyguard or anything. Just, you want to go out exploring for a while. As long as you promise you'll go, come back here. And he always
1: does. He, like, always comes back for, to prison. So, you know. A good life it, here.
0: Yeah, he, he's just living. As long I'm as he doesn't li- leave for too long, he can just do whatever.
1: So Love the that em- for him. Until the Emperor, at this point, uh, Opera's let him go. As, soon as, as
0: long as he promises to never invade again. Like, don't just crowdfund an army and invade Germany. And Rupert refuses. The Emperor is pissed by this and punishes him in the strictest way he knows how. He revokes his tennis privileges. So now he can no
1: longer play tennis. And also he can no longer date the Count's daughter. So, life now sucks. Damn. I feel when no tennis. (laughs) I feel when no tennis. Because you didn't...
0: They tried to let you go from prison, but you wouldn't. So now they don't let you play tennis.
2: Just one little escape attempt.
1: You didn't even escape. They let him go. And he didn't. He stayed. He didn't, like, the exact (laughs) opposite of an escape attempt. They tried to let him go, and he refused. But one of the, uh, there's an English nobleman, the Air, the Earl of Arendelle,
0: who is passing by through Austria, and he takes pity on young Rupert, and he gives him a dog named Puddle. It is a white poodle. Uh-huh. His name is Puddle. Rupert uh, apparently thinks this is a dumb
1: name and promptly renames him Boy. Sorry. Uh, he is has- Go on. He, which is, introduces us to the second protagonist of this episode, Boy. Sorry, what were you saying? Um, Puddle is infinitely better, although Boy is funny for these
2: purposes. The purposes of this uh, podcast, which is like weird, quirked up boys doing weird, quirked up shit.
0: So whenever you see him referenced in, like, primary sources, he's named uh, Puddle, also known as Boy, because they can't decide which name to
1: give him, so they just give him both.
2: You know what, that's Puddle. fair. Puddle Boy. Puddle Boy. Even better.
1: So the emperor comes back
0: to Rupert and gives him the same offer, and then Rupert finally accepts to leave prison and gets released in 1641 after three years of imprisonment. He had to get a dog. Yeah, and now he yeah. has. All
1: right, back to and he goes back to England, where things have gotten worse. Since the time he's been gone, in 1639, the crisis
0: over the altar rails gets worse, and the Scots rebel. There are riots in Edinburgh, followed immediately by the Scottish.
1: Raising an army and invading England to try to take down the altar rails twice. First time they make King uh, Charles
0: promise to call a parliament, and he promises, but they didn't notice he had his fingers crossed behind his back, and so they do it again. And so, the second invasion, he agrees to call a parliament, and they, he really tries to make them. Uh, you know, pay him taxes. But well, the first thing what they want to do is kill the guy who wants him to put rails on altars.
1: That is their top priority. And so he has the guy imprisoned. Uh. And eventually, it goes on like this, where they just have to <laughs> demand
0: he do things like stop making us build ships. We're tired of building ships. Stop. <laughs> We're not knights. Stop calling us knights all the time. <laughs> Things like that. Think, little, little petty grievances. Like uh, you can't just run. Multi- you can't just replace the entire economy with a pyramid instead of just asking us to make you pay taxes. So Charles gets tired of that. He wants to run the pyramid schemes again, and so he invades Parliament with an with a bunch of his soldiers and tries to arrest five members who he thinks are like the ringleaders of this uh, of this, but the, these guys escape and Charles uh, sees the writing on the wall there are riots in London and he escapes he, he flees the city
1: and uh, this is beginning the first English Civil War so Rupert comes back and is like what did I miss? Who are these guys? Why are you all shooting each
0: other? I just got back. I thought I left he the world.
2: Like 20 minutes. He comes back like 20 minutes late with a Starbucks in hand.
1: And just <laughs> like, hey guys. Yeah. And for, I'll see you somebody. How are you now? I'm uh, 21. Okay. here's an army. Go kill those guys. Parliament. He immediately gets a bad reputation. Parliament nicknames
0: him the Cavalier, which is back Well, how we got all the the nickname uh, Cavaliers for uh, British monarchists during this period. So if you so that's one side of the civil War, the other side are the uh, parliamentarians, the supporters of parliament who were nicknamed the Roundheads because of their hats
1: and their helmets. Cavaliers.
0: Lanny,
2: I hope you know I was hoping and praying. That it was just because they had badass
1: heads. Well, we don't know that they didn't.
2: True.
1: They were also very religious.
0: This is the faction of Oliver Cromwell. These are the guys Christmas because it was pagan. These are the guys who shut down playhouses because they were I don't know sinful. And these are the guys who um, will start doing witch trials in England because they think. England has been taken over by sickness because of the king's inaction, and now they have to purify it. And so they see this Rupert guy,
1: they know he's been nicknamed the devil, immediately come to a conclusion, he's a witch. There is our pamphlets coming around just saying he's a witch, that he uh, he is immune to bullets, he uses magical spells, and then boy... Boy is also a witch. This he is possibly a woman, possibly
0: a human woman, a witch, who can transform into a dog. Because she can catch bullets with her bare teeth. And he can um just run super fast, kill people, is just like a demon dog running around oh. battlefields. Yeah, he's a witch. The dog's a witch.
2: A dog is... Do we have a picture of the dog?
0: I mean, not... yeah, we have, yeah, we have illustrations. Uh, let me see if I can find you a picture of the boy and you can uh, describe the audience.
2: Absolutely.
1: See, it's not very useful because when you look up boy-dog, you just get pictures of, of boy-dogs. Makes sense. There you are. Oh, that is definitely a dog. No,
2: I can see why people thought that this dog was a witch.
1: Oh, there's that... a second, th-
0: second They're... one too. With, with, oh <laughs> my god, the dog and Rupert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I need to first. No, I want to describe the second image first. Uh because I'm going to need like a dedicated 5 minutes to that dog. Okay. Um So this dog looks like it's crossbred with a gr- a lion, a rat, and um real chimera. <laughs> For real. Uh, This is definitely like giving Edward. <laughs> That's what it's giving.
0: <laughs> it is a white woman transformed into a dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, the second one looks like it could be like it has the soul somehow of like an 80s rock star trapped in it. <laughs> I want to believe that David Bowie's soul is inside this dog and it can't quite rasp, uh, what's wrong with it. It's so meshed.
0: It it looks like a dog, but if a dog had Brian May's hairstyle. <laughs> that is the most accurate Just disc- Anyway. Also, I do want to point out with a second picture. It depicts Rupert on a horse shooting a gun and carrying an axe with boy yeah, bus- I do also want to, want to uh, notice but the course is uh, anatomically correct. They did draw uh, all the parts to this horse. Right oh, there.
2: Yeah. They sure did.
0: And in the background, well, one of Rupert's things he did, what, what he did during the summer is he burned the city of Birmingham to the ground. Which, if you know anything about Birmingham, is fair. And so you can see here in the background, Birmingham labeled and misspelled in an incomprehensibly misspelled way. It is spelled B R I M I D G H A N I, Brimidgani. But that is Birmingham.
2: Because people were illiterate.
0: Yeah, you just had like fifty ways to spell anything. You could just make it up. Spell work by this time.
2: It was a vibe-based language. I get it. I respect that.
0: I mean, have you seen all the ways that you could spell Shakespeare back then?
2: Uh, you could... no. What's the count?
0: Uh, there are like a bunch. One of my favorites is
1: uh Spar. S H A K S P
2: Shackspar. I like it.
1: Yeah.
0: And so, and even Rupert, his name isn't actually Rupert. It's Ruprecht. But I've just been calling him Rupert because that's just what the English called him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at this point, he gets the nickname uh, Rupert of the R- Prince Rupert of the Rhine because they don't know anything about Germany and they don't know where the platinate is. So it's like,
1: hey, there's a there's a river there called the Rhine. All right, that's where you're from. It just assigned him a birthplace. Anyway. Okay, I'm gonna have to draw myself with this now, but the horse' is expression he is just seething, and
0: There's I cannot have definitely... that negativity.
2: <laughs> There's definitely a negative vibe to it. Oh, yeah. This horse brings a real negative vibe
1: to the space. Unfortunately, the war goes bad, and
0: boy, continues to fight in battle alongside his master until the disastrous Battle of Marston Mill, where Boy is shot and killed in battle. Our IP real one in history. We've gone too soon. We
2: loved you. We loved you, Boy.
1: He is the first British Army dog. Ever. uh, So Rupert uh, gets exiled.
0: But things go get better for the family at this point. Um, His brother finally gets his kingdom back because the 30 years war is over. So they can go back home to Germany, but doesn't want to go home. Because he he sees himself at at this point as being just as much English as he is uh, German. And so he refuses to just leave parliament in charge of England. The king is imprisoned on the Isle of Wight, which is a little island
1: uh, just to the south coast of England. If you look at a map, you can see it there. It's a big, it's the one island, the big one. Next, you get the idea. And so he rallies together
0: the remaining royalist fleet, along with his brother and along with some other mercenaries, and decides to rescue the king from prison. But the sailors aren't having that because he can't actually pay them. And so they decide, as he, he invades the Isle of Wight, and there are some battles, but they decide about halfway through the campaign, they'd rather become pirates. And so they decide, instead of doing this dumb war shit, they're just going to become pirates and just sail around the English channel for a while. And then, and then Charles is transferred to the mainland and then killed. Parliament just
1: executes him. So, rescue mission, about as bad as that can go. So now, with his uncle dead, his king dead, uh, Rupert
0: has nothing to do anymore, so he decides, fuck it, you want to become a pirate? Let's become pirates. And so he sails his fleet to the Caribbean. As soon as he arrives, uh, he sails his fleet directly into a hurricane, and they half the ships get sunk. Forced to retreat back across the Atlantic. At this point, he goes to the he goes to the Gambia River in Africa, sails up it, gets malaria, uh, captures a few Spanish merchant ships. He tries to make contact with the natives, but they all just fucking run when they see him. He's, they just That's can immediately sense his bad vibes. And so he uh, decides, okay, I have more ships now. Time to go back to the Caribbean. And so he shows up in the Antilles and, you know, goes around raiding English ships, continuing his war that everybody else has mostly forgotten about. But, you know, we're still fighting that. That was We killed the king. Why are we still fighting for him kind of thing? And he goes around for a while raiding. And then he sails his fleet into a
1: second hurricane. And the entire fleet is destroyed. Again. Again. And, his, and he brought along this time his little brother, Boris, who unfortunately was killed in battle. In, in battle against Hurricane. hurricane. And so finally he decides to return to Europe. And
0: he, um, as soon as he arrives, the ships desert him. And all the sailor, sailors joined parliament.
1: Rupert is the worst pirate ever and was asked to leave the Caribbean. By God. And now, once again, he has nothing to do. Just bouncing around Europe. Eventually he moves in with his big brother. And they're not getting along. And now I have a bit of another story to tell you. Of what happened to Rupert and his brother in, uh, in Germany, like soap opera shit I'm about to get into. So, like, prepare yourself. I can be so his big
0: brother, Charles Lewis, Elector Palatine, is married to this woman, Charlotte. Charlotte of Hesse kassel I think that was it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Charlotte has two defining his personality traits. One, she is very stubborn. She's very rebellious. She um, gets into fights. She gets into scraps. Doesn't play by the rules. That's her one personality trait. Personality trait two. She's also very stupid. She just... She gets into fights, but for no reason. Like, just on the vibes of it. She gambles, but she's also very bad at gambling.
1: And just gets... So, so they, don't, they don't get along, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And, but he's to Louise. And Rupert falls in love with
0: Louise as soon as he arrives. And he starts sending her love letters. But Charlotte finds them first. Like, he hides the love letters. And Charlotte finds them. And he, she knows they're for Rupert, but she thinks they're for her.
1: And she thinks Rupert is in love with her. Which works because she's also in love with Rupert. But Rupert is not in love with her. He's in love with her maid. And so, well, then it gets a bit better because Rupert finally asks Louise, you know, these are
0: for you. Which are you interested in me? And then she just turns them down completely
1: because she's having an affair. With his brother, you got that all straight in your head? I think I do. So, so, so Rupert is in love with
0: his wife's his sister in law's maid, who is in love with his brother.
1: But his wife, his brother's wife, is in love with him. This immediately just gets into a giant fight,
0: and uh, Rupert just leaves. As soon as Louise discovers... It, well, I should say... Uh, Charlotte discovers the affair. Charles tries to get a the divorce, but Charlotte absolutely refuses. Charles du- marries her anyway. Marries Louis- Louise anyway. They're married. And the two have 13 kids. Until she dies in childbirth at the 14th kid. But that that's... That That's not our story. So yeah. Ripper just, it, just kind of leaves. He's not kicked out or anything. It's just, like, really awkward. So he just leaves. And he just kind of bounces around Europe for a while. At this point in his career, he gets, like, really into wood carving. Love it. And then we're towards the end here. So I can say he doesn't have that much going on. But in 1660, the English people get tired of having parliament and they decide they want the king back. And so they overth- in 1660, Parliament gets overthrown and the monarchy is restored under Charles II, who is the son of Charles I and Rupert's first cousin. He invites Rupert back to England. Rupert comes back and he gets a pension. And some nice estates, and a castle and basically is an honored place in his court. We have here one of our best primary sources about England in the seventh century is this guy, uh, Samuel Pepys, that is our Pepys our Peppis, Whichever you think is funniest, that's what we'll go with. And Samuel Pepys is an officer in the Navy who hangs around the court a lot, and the only reason he's actually important is because he has an extensive journal. He keeps a diary on like everything he does and everyone he talks to which is some pretty important people, as it turns out. And so basically just has gossip on everyone in England in the 17th century. And in 1661, England invades and occupies the city of Tangier in Morocco, and Rupert and Samuel Pepys are both appointed to the committee overseeing this project. Pepys uh, just keeps talking shit about uh, Rupert this whole time. He says... He does nothing like a man. And also, Prince Rupert do nothing but swear and laugh a little with an oath or two and that's
1: all he do. That's a direct quote from his diary. But he also calls does him the four...
2: Does hmm? he eat hot chip and lie?
0: He, he, we must assume that he eats hot chip and... Well, we he, no, he's, he lies. That's, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think also- he eats hot chip too.
1: No, no, no prince born after 1610 knows can how to uh... win battles.
2: <laughs> All they know
0: is, is, is swear, laugh a little, play tennis, eat, eat hot chip, fail at piracy, and lie. Yeah. Another thing Rupert did is oh no, uh, Samuel Peepstone at one point says that Rupert is the fourth best
1: tennis player in England. Where's that going for him? Picked up in prison, if you can call it prison. Nice. But a couple more things about Rupert. First of all, he hated doctors. And in and 1666, now like 47, he gets severe head pain from an old but- wound. We're
0: not sure which old wound. It might actually just be from being tossed out of a window as a baby. That, like, damaged his skull. But fucked he had some... Fucked up skull. And so he has to get trepanned. You know what trepanning is?
2: I don't, and I'm terrified to learn.
0: That's... An, one of the oldest medical practices we actually have evidence for, because it, it leaves a lot of evidence, is you get a knife, or in the... Well, originally, you were, like, just a sharp rock. Now, because we're all, you know, sophisticated. This is the 17th century... Use a knife and you uh, cut his head open. You cut a hole in his skull and you just, you know how, how Catwoman does the
1: thing where she like scratches open like a circle in a window and you see that? Yeah. Yeah, you do that with a skull. You just cut a circle and pull
0: it out. But he lived. He's by this point pretty old. He's 50, which is like 80 in today's years. And in 1682, he dies, ending the story of
1: Prince Rupert. Any closing remarks?
2: Ribbon pissed a boy. You were a real
1: one. You might have been a witch in dog skin. But
2: you are my boy.
0: He may have also fucked the dog, but that's neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was another rumor. Anyway, so Dog Owner of the Year. Greatest mother of the year. You can't just say that he almost fucked the dog.
2: What?
0: Oh no, 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 that that's that that like one of the other So the way you really, like published information is you publish it in pamphlets. And Parliament just had pamphlets just going all the time, saying, "Hey, you know that you know the king's nephew? He fucks his dog. Like, did you know?
2: Did I did not know actually.
0: Then they also had, and this is another fun thing: um, you had royalists printing fake parliamentarian propaganda, just saying more ridiculous shit." And the parliamentarians just escalate it. So you have just escalating claims about what this dog can do on. Like, there's one report that says she's actually Swedish. Like a sweet, a white Swedish woman who is actually very beautiful and had blonde hair, who was transformed into a dog by the devil as punishment. And now she hates parliament because, I don't know, she does.
2: That's just what you do. Yeah.
0: So we don't actually know what was honestly believed and what was just, like, satire. But there was definitely people who thought this dog was a witch. Maybe Osprey human. Maybe Rupert could also change his form. It doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't matter. Maybe Rupert was the friends we met along the way.
0: Oh, there's this other story that I read about. um, That This is one of their pamphlets where Rupert used a trick to take on the form of an apple sailor. Apple seller, like in fucking Hitman. Like he just steals his clothes and just sells apples for a while and then comes back to the army. Like just so he can say that he gave his enemies apples. That's just kind of like a non-secretary. Anyway, a couple closing announcements here. Um, Today's source, the main source we use for today's episode was uh, Prince Rupert, The Last Cavalier by Charles Spencer. We have a Twitter and a Discord now. Go to twitter.com slash to uh, check out the Twitter.
1: And our Patreon is also Gallimofrecast. So just check out our, our link. We want to motor stuff. Anything else? Um, I
2: don't know. Have a good one.
0: Goodbye.
1: Bye.